Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I am your dubious host, Lauren Hutton, and with me as always... I need an adjective, because I, I always say, hey, I'm Luke Faganbush, but it, I'm not dubious. I'm no. I mean, how, would, how would you describe Luke, Tara? Very friendly, like non-threatening. <laughs> I'm your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Luke Faganbush. <laughs> I'm your I'm dubious not... host, and Luke is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it weird that I heard non-threatening and I'm like, I'm threatening? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, the Holy friendliest. Cow. I think one of the first times I met you, your, your hand shook sometimes. And oh, that was very... <laughs> but that was very comforting to me. I was like, ah, oh, this man has yeah. no malice or hate in his heart. <laughs> he's literally trembling. Like, I could, I could be his friend. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I still... I don't think I have any malice or hate. I'll, I'll say some pretty, like, gnarly things. Yeah, but it's said with love. love. Or yeah. at least irony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get love, get love, take irony. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know what, that's that's probably... That, no, that, that doesn't fit a theme for the episode at all. I was trying to shoehorn something in, and it did not work. Expiration The crossovers between the improv and stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, like, Lauren's beginning to do improv comedy. This is not an origin like, story. Yeah, that is not like what this is. This is, is where the it starts. He's got his dress. He's at the ball, and there's some improvers beckoning him over to come dance. Dance, Lauren. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Instagram. Does that come across on anybody else's feed? Just a, just people slicing soaps and various other dump like popping thing. Does that come up on your uh, Yeah, I see popping every now and then. I try not to. That, <laughs> that, not that's to. the one thing that grosses me out. I will watch people get like shot at a gas station and people driving. Jesus, into Luke, that is a that is a harsh departure from popping before zits. Before I will watch a zit popping. It's so gross to me. Holy cow, dude. I feel like that truly describes like the opposite sex. It's like a typical female, like we love zip popping videos. Yeah, my mom is for hours to scream about it. There is something so soothing and satisfying, but like someone getting shot or like falling off a building violently, that's horrific. That makes us very uncomfortable. But like someone's skin getting scraped off or just like fuck yeah, that's progress. It's weird because I like popping my own zits. I'm like, yeah, get that out of here. Ew, what? No, God. Yeah. I, I don't know what I am anymore. Because <laughs> Not I a muffin. I don't fall into either category. I don't want to watch anybody fall off a building. I also don't want to watch zit popping well, videos. Well, I, I don't seek it out, but if I run across it, I'll be like, that's interesting. Do but you hit like? Do you hit <laughs> like, Luke? Okay, I, I do... I have my algorithm on TikTok to think about. So which do I want more of? Do I want to see cool crimes or do I want to see just pus everywhere? Are you calling suicide a crime? Uh, wait, did you say shoot yourself? No, you, you jump off suicide? of a building. Okay. Well, I guess we were saying fall. I mean, there's like kids, like they'll, they're still filming Spider-Man jackass videos. Jumps off buildings he's not trying to kill himself <laughs> yeah i don't think he has a tiktok i mean at least the guy that is saying he's not Spider-Man. until the next movie <laughs> i'm sorry tara what were you just saying oh wait no i was just saying like uh the tiktok videos like kids are constantly filming themselves doing like jackass stunts 
Have you yeah, seen one in the, the wild? Have you seen like, oh, look, that is clearly someone making a freaking TikTok. I haven't seen it out in the wild, but I did come across a backyard like homemade wrestling match. It was what? wild. I'm sorry. Say more things about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is the South. It is Southern Kentucky. So I'm from Northern Kentucky. Like I'm from Covington, but oh, I went cool. to school at Western Kentucky University, uh, WKU. Okay. And okay. it's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, I have family down there on my mom's side. And so I was visiting my cousin and he was like, oh, let's stop by my students. They wanted me to stop by and see like their wrestling match. Right. And we come into like this backyard. Now, granted, this is about two hours further south past Bowling Green. And I have no clue where, but they made a makeshift uh, wrestling match. And they had like a mattress on the floor. (laughs) 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 It was a mattress. It was outside. So it's outside in their backyard, a mattress on the ground. And then they had like stakes at the corner. (laughs) And I think that was like That sounds so dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like wrapped with like uh, like that yellow kind of rope, you know? Um, Oh, caution tape? Yeah, or something of that sort. But (laughs) like, it was makeshift. But it was a mattress on the ground that I was like, oh, that's safe. (laughs) Mattress on grass. How old were these kids? Uh, he taught like uh, freshmen. So I think they were like ninth, eighth or ninth graders. Holy okay. cow. Not a parent in sight, by the way. Of course, not. Just- of course not. Who was holding the video camera? What small <laughs> friend did they have that refused to wrestle the rest of them that wanted to hold the camera? <laughs> Your cameraman slash ref. So. That was me and our yeah. little jackass group growing up. There was a little posse of kids. It was Jordan Adams. Sorry, I'm using your full name. Ah. But and then he was the ringleader. He was our Johnny Knoxville. And he was the one that was like, yeah, go do this thing that might hurt you forever. (laughs) No, no, no. You weren't rolling. Do it again. (laughs) And I don't know why, but that was the only time in my life that I was like, yeah, I want to learn how to skateboard. Yeah. To be like these people. I didn't have taste when I was nine. That's all that means. (laughs) I watched the Jackass videos and I wanted to skate too. It was a combination of Jackass videos and Avril Lavigne. You know, like her skater boy phase. Hell yeah. I'll be your skater boy. (laughs) Holy shit. You're taking me back to so many things now. Oh, Oh my God. But like skateboarding was the shit. It truly was. It was like no one gave a shit about like getting your license and car yet. Like skateboarding was the shit. Bam Margera, uh, all of it. Yeah, it was the whole thing. You didn't need a car. You needed a dirt bike and a friend that would let you dig up his yard to make a ramp. (laughs) That was the dream in 2002. (laughs) I I tried skateboarding one time and I have one skateboarding injury. It was the last one I had where I was going down my driveway hill. And it's I say hill, but it's like four feet at about a less than a 45 degree angle a gentle slope and then yeah. halfway down i just put my foot down and stopped too hard oh dude and then i fractured my foot <laughs> and like ah, not for me <laughs> oh you mean i hurt myself trying to stop i think i'm done i, I moved like three feet and i'm like nope <laughs> you broke your foot oh my fractured. god uh, fractured same thing man a crack no, is a crack i mean if if that counts as a break i have broken a bone but since it's a fracture minced words sir put that shit in a shepherd's pie those are minced words that's a delicious shepherd's pie (laughs) shepherd's pie full of my skateboarding failures (laughs) i didn't have shepherd's pie until i was like 24 years old i didn't have it until i was adopted yes whoa new you were adopted (laughs) 
Say yeah. more things See. about that right now. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, I think the yeah the adoption was finalized at like sixteen or seventeen. Oh wow! I okay. got adopted, and uh, uh, my family is white. My dad's side's from uh, Staten Island, New York, and my mom's side is no from Southern Kentucky. Wow. And so, like, yeah, like, I didn't eat shepherd's pie until I was, like, 16, 17. First time I ever had Brussels sprouts ever. Um, not a lot of black people are, like, chowing down on Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Crazy I enough. Know, I don't know many people that just like them out of the gate. Like, yeah. Most, most people, like, I, I, I don't know, man. I didn't like Brussels sprouts until I turned 25, they're, and they're I kept checking. Famously, like, young kids' least favorite food. Absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. taste like farts, man. They I smell <laughs> awful. They, it's like a fart in your mouth. Oh. I hated them. Um, we, we literally God. went to Longhorn last night. Both me and Leah got Brussels sprouts with the steak. We carried home leftovers with the the windows down. It was like, why did we want to keep these? I, I we, like them when they're. We brought done a fart with. home from dinner. Like, you why did we do that? And it's like if simmering in your car. Yeah. God. If they're a little sweet, a little vinegary, they just taste like little cabbages. They're good. Right. Yeah. A little yeah. balsamic. They're delicious in yeah. the moment, but after they go cold and then they're just <laughs> sitting in your freaking car. Well, you warm them up before you eat them. I st I had to deal with them for twenty <laughs> minutes, and they go mush too. Like yeah. if you steam them, they're like have a bit of a crunch. But reheating, mm. they're they, don't, they don't have a shelf life. They don't reheat no. real well. I will say that they don't. I don't believe in reheating food at all. If you can't eat it what? cold, throw it the fuck out. Yeah, for real. I What's the live point? Off of fridge leftovers. Wow. I'm like I mean, a that's human fair. Trash compactor for any house. What are you doing in? warming them up? How are you warming those up, dude? With a microwave, filling your yeah, body full I'll of just, radiation I'll and just. God knows what else. <laughs> You're just sending beacons right to Area 51 every mind. time you're hungry. You piece of shit. You're feeding the government data every time you warm up KFC. You know what else? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Please tell me. <laughs> the expiration dates on food, and I'll stand by this, they're just to keep the company safe. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So if you 100%. open something and it doesn't smell, Eat my that life shit. experience has told me it's Eat good that to go. Shit. Yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the furthest past an expiration date you've ever eaten something? <laughs> I think uh, it was at least it was at least a month a month and a it was month? chocolate syrup. No yeah. shit. It was like liquid chocolate syrup and it expired in August and it was like in September. So it was a month past and, and I was like I'll fuck with this. Like it's been in the fridge. Yeah. Like if it's low temperature doesn't that mean like bacteria doesn't grow? Or doesn't or like grow so quickly. Yeah, yeah, something like, like that. I'm not yeah. a dog. Eat around um, the mold. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a liquid. <laughs> you just skim it off the surface. I have done that with pieces of bread. You just kind of like yeah. cut yeah. Yeah, yeah, cut where it is. Um, Was there yeah. any noticeable difference in the chocolate syrup? Not that I noticed, but I uh, <laughs> I was also not sober, so oh, it's just like that's ah, I want chocolate, yeah. But if the alcohol's already in your stomach, that's going to take care of a lot of the danger. Precisely. I also yeah. feel that way too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. If you if you front load everything with like you know high grain whatever, yeah. take a shot with that expired <laughs> exactly. ravioli, tequila, penicillin, eat whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably penicillin on that bread. Right, it's, it's curing you while it's harming you. It'll make you feel better as it makes you feel worse <laughs> i don't i don't know if you guys remember but there was like a like a study or something that came out where it was like almost every produce you have like if it's grown on a farm it's come in contact with poop 
Like maybe that very little, sense. but there's always traces yeah. of like feces on your produce. There's, period. I mean, the FDA has allowed amounts of feces in everything. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. just like a percentage, and it's like, yeah, there's poop in this, it's but it's fine. Get in there. Yeah. Also, it's all in your hands all of the time. It comes Microscopically. out. It just comes out. You fart. It's in the air. You're you're breathing in poop particles. That's All the what time. the stink is. It I is. saw I saw this video. I think it was bananas, but they were on a ship and they were just like throwing around bananas in crates and there were rats everywhere. Oh my just god. Just colonizing these bananas. It was a rat haven. You know there was one rat. There was one rat because there's always one in every group. There's always one. One who cooks and no, that was fucking the bananas. Oh, different, different lane, different bro. Franchise. <laughs> I mean, sure, there was a Betty Crocker rat, rat. just making stuff for everyone. Here's banana cream they pie only have and banana like a ratatouille with the two as the number two, and that's the sequel. And he just <laughs> ratatouille out to sea. <laughs> More health code violations. This time he's fucking the food. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever like tried to capture one of those dumb ideas that have happened in conversation? Like we just came up with a ridiculous movie. Have you I ever tried to bottle ridiculous. that shit? Rid okay, yeah, it's probably gonna happen in three years. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> have you ever like tried to bottle those things? Yeah, I definitely have. Um I know, like, we've tried, uh, like, different movie ideas. Like, uh, I always believe that a female cast of Superbad would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a really fun one to do. I think flip. it would be very funny to see, like, two <laughs> horny, like, teenage girls just hell fucking yeah. shit up. and. I said hell yeah too aggressively. That came off <laughs> yeah. wrong. But I support this idea the right amount. You get yeah. really excited about a high school girl sex movie. Yeah, right? way too aggressively excited. Just like, yeah, let's make that now. <laughs> well, it's like we, we loved Superbad, like me and my friends growing up. I think it's it so came cool. out in 2009, and so we yeah. were like 17, 18. And like in one of the scenes of the movie, I think it's like Michael Sarah's character. He's like drooling because he sees this girl's thong. Yeah. And I I know like me and my girlfriends in high school, we were drooling when we saw dudes dongs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, There's like the movie tagline. Like we would have <laughs> oh gym with god. boys, and they're running, and their dongs would bounce in their shorts. They're like, oh my god, it's you see his dong. That would be so much more controversial to yeah. have the whole thing focused on because, like, there's there's that whole thing about like the unevenness about like nudity and movies and things, yeah, and to yeah. be able to just like, no, fuck you, we we want to look at this. It's gonna flop in your face for two hours, and it's hilarious. Oh, I yeah. love that's what I love. Danny McBride and Jody Hill they show a lot of new, like male penises <laughs> yeah. in their work, and it's just it's hilarious. It's for the better. Dicks are hilarious. Dicks are so funny. Fucking weird. The problem with that movie is uh, girls don't like sex and girls don't poop. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you started, oh, and so I was like, "Wow, bro, how's this nosedive gonna come back?" Yeah, we all know this. I I learned it in sex ed in a Northern Kentucky high school. <laughs> I'm surprised you even Look, got sex ed. Girls have yeah, no two holes for talking and for babies, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> this message brought to you by the Kentucky education system. <laughs> it's Florence, y'all. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. Oh. So your dad was from New York. Did yes. he like move here and then meet your mom or how did that work? So um, my dad is like my dad's side of the family is from Staten Island. My dad and his first marriage, him and his wife moved to Vermont. 
that didn't work out. And so him and my sister or my brother now, uh, they moved from Vermont back to uh, they moved from Vermont to Ohio because my grandfather worked for P&G in New York and they transferred into Cincinnati. Gotcha. And everyone in my family hates Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) So like we crack a lot of fucking jokes about Ohio, but for good reason. Yeah. But like, (laughs) but like Ohio takes themselves very seriously. Yeah. The dumb Um, ones do. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's most of my friends (laughs) they'll get along with because they're like, yeah, we live in Ohio. Yeah. We know it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, they just like, there's like a lot of pride though about Ohio. Like there's this t-shirt. It's like Ohio against the world right 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 yeah. and, and i don't <laughs> the world like, doesn't know about that no, no. i have no <laughs> idea they truly Jesus don't <laughs> and and then there's like the constant jokes of kentucky just being like hillbillies are racist but like ohio voted for trump right in that election and what you forget is when you come out of the hamilton county area like driving to columbus it's just cornfields and signs of you're going to hell and you yeah. pass my parents house like, <laughs> yeah. that's where i'm from that n- wasteland between those two cities <laughs> called middletown yeah, yeah. <laughs> they named it because of other cities that are big yeah, yeah. they were just like well what what, what, what we it's call this place way. yeah well we it's could use a gas uh, right in the middle it would just yeah, yeah. well what do we call the places around it? Doesn't matter. Their mail's gonna Quarter say Middletown. Town. <laughs> Quarter of the way town. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. like, what, 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 what? Do you have a question, Luke? My brain just farted. <laughs> oh, you do improv, right? There we I go. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we did. This is why we are a team. Yeah, I do. I do improv. Um, yeah, I've done uh, improv comedy for about. Uh, Three years now. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, And I started doing it because, one, I felt like stand-up. I was not ready to do stand-up comedy and to stand alone on stage. Okay. Okay. So I I thought, you know, if I did it with a team, it would be a lot better. I would feel a lot better on stage. Share the load. Yeah. Because improv seems so much scarier to me than just stand-up. Like I would much rather just have like a written thing. Yeah, and then to know if, what's if gonna I happen. If I feel like it, like do something that's not written down in right. the moment. Yeah. But just having nothing there to fall back on, but like three other idiots, like. <laughs> so you have control problems, is what you're saying. I mean, truly, <laughs> obviously, that's what it is. I have yeah. control problems. <laughs> I do, me too. <laughs> you, you could know me for like a week and a half. <laughs> Maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, right? It's just like, hi, my name is Luke. It's like, oh, I have a vibe of you. <laughs> 25 hours on Stardew Valley in a week? Yeah, you got control problems. Your cows do exactly what you want to. So that's where you go to feel safe. Where was your first improv show? <laughs> I am. Um no, the second reason why I wanted to do improv was uh, Amy Poehler's book. No shit. Yeah, I yes, that's so please. good. It is so great. It is it is amazing. And I had just graduated college, and I was like, "What the fuck do I do?" Because right? <laughs> I, I I was stupid. And I thought I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to become a teacher. And I'm going to teach, and that's that's my life. Like that's adulthood. Yeah. And then it's like, well, when you're single, 
what do you do after like 4.30 to 10? <laughs> um, when your friends are busy and you're Star home. Star do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's improv comedy. And uh, so I joined Improv Cincinnati. Hell yeah. Um, I think there's like two big improv communities, Improv Cincinnati and then OTR Improv. Yeah. I did Improv Cincinnati. I started uh, on a whim by myself. They have intro classes that are just five dollars and they do them at least once a month and i did an intro class and i was like wow this is fun i get to be silly and wacky and play characters and yeah i i enjoyed it tell you when you walk into the intro class like so uh, stuff where you're like oh shit that's how you do improv (laughs) or is it just like i don't know throw stuff against the wall (laughs) (laughs) you show up they just have a pot of spaghetti get a handful yes and (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, well that's like a really big pillar is yes and um because you're working with your other partner and you're just like i will go along with whatever you do yes it's very culty like it's like you do it i'll do it too Uh um but like one of the (laughs) one of the biggest lessons of improv that i loved was uh staying present yeah you know they're like don't think of something funny to say just respond and it's it's very much like comedy where we're rifting. Well, no, yeah. we are thinking of funny stuff to say. <laughs> Sorry, stuff well, to I say. mean, it's it's the concept of like shooting from the hip, you yeah. know, because like in the in the space of where you're comfortable with your friends in that riffing environment and there's like there's no stakes. If you say something stupid, someone else is going to make fun of you and make everyone else laugh. It's fine. There's mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. Doing that in front of people. <laughs> Which, in essence, is what you're doing with improv. You're just like, yeah, we're going to be silly and goofy and just go with whatever happens, but for someone else's benefit. That's the part that I'm just like, that's terrifying. You're taking something that, at least for me, is like really just like a personal thing amongst friends. I'm immediately realizing I sound hypocritical because we do the same thing in stand-up. We're doing it now. I realize that, yeah, for the benefit of other people. You ever just talk out an idea and realize you're an ass? It's fun. It's no, I, know fun. I like to talk out an idea and like find a joke. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's like the best part about it, yeah. Um, well, no, that's just the improv, yeah. Yeah, it does take, it's like bring the audience into it. For stand-up, you need that. Yeah. For improv, you're doing something you've done all your life and then like trying to be comfortable enough to do it in front of other people. Yeah. Don't worry about whatever's beeping. We're just going to roll with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I feel like so one of the like I think the two biggest differences of like improv and and stand-up comedy is it's that stand-up comedy when like it's interacting with the audience, it's very minimal to none. Yeah. And it's it's very it's very <laughs> right. controlled. Yeah. Uh like I've been doing comedy for a year and a half and I just learned some comedians even fucking like pre-write their goddamn crowd work. Oh yeah. 100%. I'm like, what? 100%. It's crowd work. It's supposed to be spontaneous. It's nothing organic Art and is spontaneous a lie. Art about is a lie. stand up. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Do, do you see those just, crowd work things where it's obviously a prepared response? Right. And I, like, don't I was gonna catch say this it, no matter what. I never catch it. I'm just like, how do you know it was a doctor? Uh, <laughs> oh, that doctor joke is hilarious, you know? It's like uh, Amazing. God, she's a hoe. You're right. Like, <laughs> these are all 
fucking plan. Oh it's God. ridiculous. Oh, but like a, another thing that's ruined for me for stand-up comedy is um, it's like, so the crowd work is planned. Right. Their jokes are planned. Right. And they'll do it the same way, almost in the same robotic manner. I really thought I was getting an authentic show. You know, before <laughs> I did, I thought I was getting an authentic show. They're just writing it on the spot. Yep. You know, even the parts where they're just like, Oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm like, oh, he's getting tired. We're seeing right. And then he like wings it back up. And it's like, no, this shit's all planned. It's yeah. all you a show theatrical up for the show. the nine o'clock show. He yeah. Is saying, I'm exactly. Too old for this shit. Yeah. And he's like, no. Damn, you're even older than you were in the first show. <laughs> it is later. It is later. <laughs> or you find, or like you, you buy a ticket to a show for stand up and you're like, that's such a great show. You see them two months later, they're doing the same fucking act. And you're yeah. just like, away yeah i remember when my eyes were opened up to that exact same thing yeah and I was just like oh so robin williams was good but not as good as i thought he was yeah. <laughs> holy well, shit where the oh you don't write new jokes for every single open mic yeah dude yep. what a relief to just be like oh i can say this again yeah. oh i can just Nobody keep saying that. it oh my god i could keep saying it thank god it was the only thing that got laughs thank god i can keep this saying the it. only funny thing i've ever written up to this point yeah <laughs> and it is and you can keep that same material i mean for even if you're local, I think you can keep the same material for six months, a year, maybe even more. Even after I realized, I was like, oh, OK, so it's it's not a magic trick. You're not just pulling it out of your butt up there. Yeah. Even after that realization, the realization of how long someone might keep a joke. When, when I heard someone that I looked up to say something and like it was a joke that stuck out in my brain that it was like the first two weeks I had ever done comedy. And they said this joke and I've forgotten it since then because I do a lot of drugs. But <laughs> And then I saw them do the same thing in the club like five years later. And I'm like, oh, that's still your opener. Oh, because that's your opener. Ob yeah, it's your opener. It's what yeah. you open with. Of course, I'm going to hear it again. And then it was just like, oh, so all that stuff I got rid of just because it was like eight months old. And that was the only reason I put it on a show. Oh, okay. I can just keep saying these things. Yes. Yeah, the theme of this show is expiration dates are for pussies. For real. For real. Absolutely. Jokes don't age. They no. will always be exactly as they are the moment they got their first laugh. <laughs> Unless you are making jokes about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Oh, Jesus. That, if it didn't happen oh. an hour afterwards, stop. Yeah, no one, no one cares after that much I uh I, but those are also like the perfect jokes to post on social media like right. a trending yeah. topic right so it's like I I get why so many comedians like shoot their shot and do it especially yeah. on Twitter because it's trending in the moment but like yeah no don't fucking put that <laughs> in your special don't you fucking dare people don't even want to hear about corona and specials they're like over it done. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Holy last crap. year it doesn't exist anymore some of the best covid bits that i've heard uh have just been about how covid is over yeah like that and that's when you know something when you're making fun of how something is already over that's it's just like the nails are in the coffin, dude. Like how how much can you do a topic to death when you're talking about the death of the topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah. God. Till this next strain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. I saw something that popped up on on. Uh, I forget if it was Reddit or Facebook or wherever it was. All the feeds just run together eventually. Yeah. But it was it was just like a poster that said, you know, COVID's not going away. It's like we. Uh, it, 
Is that a? Do we need to remind people of that? Is that still information? Yeah, it's like who uh, fucking cares? No shit! <laughs> Holy it fuck! Didn't go away either, but I'm not like exactly. People get colds. We're not still just be like, oh god, we all everybody got a cold. Colds going around the office. Oh, we everybody work from home. Susan got a cold. I mean, I'm not trying to say the COVID is, is <laughs> See, relatable like, to a cold. I was gonna say this is actually turning into oh, like god. a COVID's not real. <laughs> How <laughs> many ways can I make We're myself sound COVID. like a dick? What do you guys know official. about pizza? <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. I need to say less words. Let's talk more about you. (laughs) Um, Well, just like, so yeah, comedy, everything is so pre-planned. And I I didn't know this until I started taking classes. And I think when I started taking classes in stand-up, I was like, this is so much easier than fucking improv. And improv is like a muscle that you constantly have to train. Yeah. So we do like mixers once a month and then you're on practice teams. What's a mixer? Oh, so (laughs) that's where you take alcohol and then you put (laughs) never mind. We've we've got champagne and orange juice, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's essentially just kind of like a community gathering uh, once a month where we so it's like our open mics, except uh, like more people show up. The oh, last, I mean, the last mixer we did that I went to with Improv Cincinnati, there were over 50 people. No And shit. we were yeah. packed in this theater, stretched across three rooms doing exercises in 90-second increments, and then we would run and do another improv exercise. So it's a muscle that you constantly have to flex of, like, being spontaneous, coming up with a with a scene, you know, idea, and then, like, building the place and the thing around it. And, and like, some wow. of the pillars are... Don't fucking introduce yourself. You guys already know each other. Jump into the scene. Right, um, yeah. Start in act two. Exactly. Yeah. Another pillar is, uh, yes, and go with your partner. Right. Um, but uh, another pillar, no conflict. No one wants to see a fight. Very rarely does a fight play out very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, so, my yeah. improv idea was just step in. Hey, I'm Dan and I've got opinions on abortion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I have other things to say. Just yeah. like, Dan, you did everything wrong. <laughs> it's like all the wrong things. <laughs> Are there more pillars? Cause like I'm, I, I, every, I, I feel like yes. And is a big one that a lot of people yes. know about, but like the no conflict thing is interesting to me. Yeah. That's that, not it's like, it's like a pillar or scene role. Mm-hmm. Like, but you just want to see people having a good time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Cause when you think about it, the audience is going to be a little turned off to see two people fighting. Right. You don't want to bring tension into whatever you're doing. No, not at all. It's just going to create conflict. So try not to start a scene with a conflict or if there's a conflict arise organically, squash it real fucking quick. Holy crap. (laughs) I would be so bad at improv. My first instinct is like, how do I make this interesting? I would be the Michael Scott. I would pull a gun every goddamn time. Like the no conflict rule. people as they run into the scene. (laughs) And then the people die because it's yes. Sand, and you're just right. like, that's how you know it's real and bro. Holy shit. <laughs> Michael Scott's like, bang. Uh, it's like, I'm dead. <laughs> bang. Uh. I'm just realizing we do that with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Why do we make people uncomfortable, Luke? We've thought it was funny I've this whole time. I've been asking myself that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 
So uh, take me to your first improv show. Like wh- my first improv performance. Yeah. Like um, wh- how many like practices or like mixers did you have leading up to that? So uh, at least and it's different for all theaters and companies. But for Improv Cincinnati, there's like uh, five official classes that you go through. OK. Um, I can't remember them. Save my life. I know one class is about characters. One class is about scene building. There's another class that teaches, your final class teaches the Herald. And um, I could not tell you what the Herald is, even though I've performed on countless occasions. (laughs) All I know is the Herald is an improv style of comedy where you have a variation of beats that like intertwine into each other. Interesting. Yeah, I have to tell you, definitely do improv sober, stand up, you can get trashed. Because <laughs> it's like, that's another thing. I'm just like, why did I not do stand up sooner? This is so much easier. <laughs> yeah, you can have a beer. <laughs> you can fine. have a beer, you can have more. You've already, like, you know, memorized your material. You yeah. can just do it in your sleep. Yeah. So, what, what's the hardest part of improv for you? Working with other people. Oh my fucking Dealing with God. Other people's yeah, shit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like. There's always that one rat fucking the bananas, man. Yeah. <laughs> In every group. <laughs> Either that or just like uh, just someone who's totally fucking flat. They're giving you nothing. Oh, and, and right. And you have to like carry the scene and it's just. So is that the, the worst thing someone could do? Just kind of come up and just be like a boring flat like. Yep. So like, I don't know. I'm in yeah. a convenience store, man. It's like, oh, do you? Oh, we're at a convenience store. Do you like bananas? I'm neutral about <laughs> bananas. I have no feelings. Bananas are in aisle two. That's <laughs> that's crazy. I have a banana farm. You should come. I don't like bananas. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, well, I I do a lot of fun stuff on my end of the tail. That's so rough. That's the guess, and you're just like, okay, we. Please, can we lift this up? No. I can't imagine someone that's doing that and not realizing that they're doing something wrong or that like something's off, you know, that like someone's in that mode of like, I'm yeah. this is the best I got and I'm killing it. Okay. I work in the grocery store. Bananas are in aisle two. But how many people have we seen on do open mics who their friends told them they were funny? Oh, fuck. You're and right. Yeah. yeah. Holy you shit. The same delusional people who are like, man, I'm great at improv i need to stop Did thinking you see these how worlds are different about Shit. bananas i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you see how much work i made the other person do oh man so flat i'm gonna have myself a beer i, I set you up man i set you up <laughs> <laughs> holy the, the worlds are, are very similar but yeah i think it's yeah, like a, I call her like a, call it like a flat line. It's yeah. very similar to someone who thought they were very funny and and then they weren't. Oh yeah. man, did you did you see any outliers in your classes? Just like, oh man, I hope I don't get paired with that person at the show. I did. I <laughs> I feel like they'd present themselves pretty early. <laughs> they do. So like uh, one of the th- I've had in few of my classes, like it's all uh, it's it's a very diverse in the classes. So a variety of ages and like ethnic backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I know one time I think I had to do a scene with the man who was like 73 and his like breath smelled like death, Good you know? Hell yeah. I, and I it just like, he looked like he was going to fall over and, <laughs> and you're doing an improv scene with him. And it's like, if I'm too excited, I'm going to give him a fucking <laughs> heart attack. It's just like, and so literally you're just, you're just conversing. You're just like, Oh, what brings you to improv? 
Uh, my granddaughter said I should make. Oh my God. Like, you're just like, huh? <laughs> I just imagine him like passing out or dying in the scene, and you're like, stop the scene, make sure he's okay. It's like, no, I'm fine. It was part of the scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody get an ambulance. Oh, oh my God. Um, so, so like, you, like you, those, those silver, sometimes you have scenes with those people, and it's just like very weird. Or uh, sometimes you have scenes with people who are just like, straight creeper vibes and you're oh, just like no. oh man you're super weird yeah um and luckily we have a really great community where like that weird person doesn't stay around very long like yeah. someone will pull them aside and be like hey you're being weird yeah and then they'll just like leave out of embarrassment it's usually how people are like when you're like hey and then they all start stand up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they walk into the room and go straight to an open mic oh, there's a new like, group of I people found my people mm. <laughs> i feel welcome here yes yes <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what I first so when I first joined the scene I went with another friend who did improv and we did uh, some open mics together and I met Kelly Kelly was one of the first people I met and uh, I remember I messaged Kelly and I was like you know like I've been to a few open mics and like not many people will talk to me like they'll come up and say hi and then they'll run away and I'm like Kelly like do they like, are they okay with black people in their scene or have they just not had like a, like a black woman, like just come and, and hang out? She's like, it's more of the second. <laughs> they're, they're more scared of you. It's not a disinterest. They're just like, ah, oh, what do we do or say? Like, oh, she's like, it's not you. They're just, <laughs> they're not going to approach you first. They're really weird. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a room full of very insecure people that want to try to be nice and just be like, hey, what's your name? And then that's that's almost it. <laughs> that is, and that's, that's the, like, I think that's the thing I like, I constantly have to remind myself is it's not that no one doesn't like you. Like, people probably yeah. like you. They're just insecure. They're weird. They're in their bubble. They're right. like, you just have to kind of insert yourself. Yeah. To show that you're cool. Yeah. 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 I, I think we've said it or other people have said it on the show a lot that like it, breaking into a stand up scene is a weird thing. It is very yeah. weird. You're yeah. crashing a friend group. Like yeah. that's the closest thing that you you're coming into a place where you don't know anybody and they all seem to have a real close vibe. Yeah, and yeah. it's a friend group that constantly has people hang out for about a week and then are never heard from again. Yeah, revolving door. Right. For sure. So nobody knows whether they're going to try to put in the effort just to like never talk to you. Especially yeah. when it's attracts a type of person that's like not as socially adept i want to yeah. say or even just consistent like holy shit i there have been dozens of people that i met that are like oh that they're really cool they're really funny they're probably going to go somewhere and then they go somewhere and it's not stand up they just get a job <laughs> they and they move to else. arizona yeah, yeah it's just somewhere else and it's like do you see that in improv is it a revolving door no, no, no one. I mean, I don't want to be out of pocket when I say this, but most of everyone at improv have careers and jobs yeah, yeah. and no one's going to fucking quit to pursue improv comedy full time. <laughs> that is Hell just yeah. not a fucking thing most people in that theater are doing. This is purely <laughs> for fun, for entertainment, for socialization. Like that's yeah. what this shit is for. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> it is. No one's like, I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to fucking make it. Okay. <laughs> I'm 63, but SNL's got a spot for me. I'm no go one. Yes. And in the <laughs> big apple. I'm glad <laughs> improv people know that because stand up, it's the same thing, except far fewer people are aware of yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. We're all going to make it. It's such a harsh, like shift in perspective. Like, Dude, it, that 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 probably means that most of the people there are a little more grounded. I <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying dumb things. Perfect. They do come across as much more like, <laughs> mentally healthy because when you meet an improver, they're like positive and better at talking to people. I feel like at least the improvers I've met. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, at least in our community, everyone is very welcoming and kind, and Hell yeah. it's very easy to socialize. And people I, walk I up to you, and you walk up SNL to them, and don't think twice. That's my improv. <laughs> so, and who's lying? So. <laughs> uh, I um, have to ask you: Do you know Patrick Neiman? He's the only other person that I know that has been doing improv for any amount of time. Mm. And so I just like, I assume that like you said, there were only two groups. So it's like, he's, he may be in yours. You got a 50 yeah. <laughs> the name sounds familiar, but I, I couldn't put a face to it. But Hannah. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, Young Hannah. Home? Okay, yep. good. Same Hannah. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, Hannah, she did. Uh, I think she did work with. Oh, there's a separate, there's a third improv group. I've lied to you. There's a charity improv group. They do uh, improv shows for charity and raise money. Oh, that's dope. And I believe Hannah participated in one of those shows. That's awesome. So there's another fellow improver. And I I think I have talked to a few other comedians who have like taken a class, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. dip their toes in yeah. the water. <laughs> but like, I, I'm still trying to to understand the hate. Like I'm falling in love with comedy, but I started with improv and... So when stand-ups like make fun of improv, I'm like, you guys are fucking planned. Like, they're fucking hacks. You're all fucking planned. Get the fuck. How dare Every you show know we do, it's say. spontaneous. It's out of the air. Okay. We're interacting with the audience and with each other. And stand-up, you can just get wasted and memorize your lines. Having, I can't. Having been responsible for some of the improv. <laughs> And I think in previous episodes, I haven't had like glowing reviews of improv. No, no, you There's haven't. a number of things like improv has like the reputation of being like kind of poppy and happy and positive, and then stand up has like the grungy. Yeah, it's sad. And typically, vibes. people that are sad look at folks that are happy and, and like, fuck out. you. Yeah. How dare you be that way when I'm over here wallowing in my own shit? Yeah, and physical yeah. exercises? No, thank you. I'm going to sit in a stool and drink for hours until it's my turn to do five minutes and then go home and drink. <laughs> I can't speak for everybody, but I, I, I realized this a little bit ago after talking to a few people that do improv on the show and, and, and talking with, with Patrick. Uh, all of my hate for improv is 100% me trying to keep myself from doing it. That is all it is. That is so exciting. I'm to hear terrified. Totally I'm it. terrified. I'll love it. And then yeah. I'll just be like, well, this is me now. And I've already done that enough. I bought a 3D printer and that was me for three weeks. I don't need another <laughs> thing for it to be me now. I'm terrified. I'm terrified to start No, improv. you should do it. Just do don't a drop in. Me. You can do a drop in <laughs> with your, uh, I don't know, your girlfriend or fiance. 
sure one of those words but um <laughs> you could do a drop in and just try it out it's just i think it's so much fun and i will say from coming from improv to doing stand-up i'm feeling more comfortable being physical on stage oh, okay. like in my stand-up i'm starting to do a little bit more squinces i got um you. As well as try and keep the mic like to my mouth. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're trying to do more what? Trying to do more movement in my stand up, like acting Wait, was that out. An jokes? improv term? Squinces. Squinces. I oh. acted like I knew what that <laughs> meant. Oh, okay. So it's Actual. like where you just like. Uh, just I like have, a like, facial squeeze. Yeah, yeah. Like where you squeeze your face. Or I have one joke where like the girl like smashes her face against the glass yeah. and she makes a face like that um, or like do weird dances or movement. Yeah, just um, incorporating act outs. Exactly, because yeah. like in improv like, you know, another one of the things we encourage is physicality, like get on the floor, jump, movement, just you know, try and be and, and then when I and when I did stand up I was not used to holding a mic to my face while performing comedy right. and so like uh, I think after a few open mics, finally someone pulled me aside and they're like, we we can't hear all the jokes that you're saying because the mic's not yeah, to your mouth. Away yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and also, too, I'm starting stand up during the fucking pandemic and it's just like, oh, people's mouths are on this. So <laughs> if I die for this, I'm, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Should have went to a mixer. <laughs> oh, Because uh, I think one of my first like pandemic mics, because uh, the first time I did a mic, it was outdoors and it was with our graduating stand up class. Okay. And that was yeah. August of 2020. And then like my first official Cincinnati mic outside of my comfort zone was Max. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Max. Uh, and like Cincinnati by UC. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> It's kind of, it's a kind of terrifying mic anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I tried Depending so hard on when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> so many stories. I would have not returned have you had not messaged me on Facebook and just say, "Hey, thanks for coming out." Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I forgot I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Good for I me. was not coming back and I was like, oh, "Okay, that's a kind message. There's a kind person." Yeah. I'll said, try and sit closer to them next time. <laughs> <laughs> Who said stand up was antisocial? <laughs> <laughs> but it was did, just one, yeah. How did you feel like your first you're you're there, you were with someone from improv, right? Um, so no. Uh I started going with someone from improv when it got warmer. Oh, um, okay. I think it was uh the arcade mic that Gretchen was hosting. Gotcha. So that's where I brought an improv friend, but like I was just so excited and jazzed from improv uh, from my stand-up classes that I just couldn't wait for a mic. And there was one in January at Mike's and yeah, January of 2021. Oh my God. I ate so many dicks. I bombed. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I ever didn't bomb. I always bombed. That was going to yeah, be my bomb story was did. at Mac. I, I never, uh, I never got a standing ovation. I never killed. Never. Not once. <laughs> I, I would always like, open the show and then I ate my fair share of dicks yeah. during that because people were like what the show started we don't give a fuck well, <laughs> I mean, that's most mics most yeah. mics if you're hosting it like you know you're taking a bullet like you're just trying to get everyone in the room to hopefully pay attention to the microphone for the next person <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to hear how, how did the what was the bomb like at max was it like extreme because that the room had extremes oh my god so I, 
<laughs> I my like my bomb story was the um, I think maybe it was my um I think it was my second time there. Oh, and because um, yeah. I think maybe the first time I performed, there was no one there. It was pretty late or something. <laughs> but like, I think it was my second time. I like got there early enough and signed up and uh, I started doing my set and it got silent. And I was like, OK. And so I'm like kind of speeding up my set. And uh, yep. I like looked out to the crowd I, like, after like the two minute mark of my set. And a guy was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It was a sea yes. of silence. <laughs> yes. The sea, a sea of silence. And I like, I think it was, it was some joke about my pussy or something. He was like, what the fuck? You got somebody's attention. <laughs> and then I just like, I, I tried to talk louder to drown out, but like I heard some murmurings. And then by the end of my set, there was either everyone had moved to the back or they had just left. <laughs> they just they they went for their many breaks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was just I was crushed. I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm not funny. I'm not. I I thought I was yeah. the guy that was like, oh my right. god. All of my friends told me I was funny. I took two classes for stand up, and I thought I was funny, and I'm not funny. They were all fucking lying. <laughs> 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 These fucking assholes. <laughs> Nice dicks. God. <laughs> For three years of improv. <laughs> I do oh I do have that feeling that it's like it's not healthy, but my mood is based on like my last show where it's like if I bomb, I'm like, what am I even doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. All the time. Why, yeah. why did I become a vet? Like I I didn't even want to be a vet, and I'm like, I could have gone back and been a vet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've gone through that multiple times. Like, it doesn't matter how high you rise or how good you do in front of whoever. Right. There's always that next show around the corner to knock you off of that pedestal. Humbling, yep. I cannot imagine, though, going through a comedy class and being like, okay, you know, I have these skills from improv and, like, I have a grasp on, like, what humor is. I've gotten people to laugh in rooms before. Now I'm learning this new skill set to apply. I'm feeling good. I can't imagine going from that type of a high. Because, like, my first time, I didn't have any skills. I was just going to find out if maybe the people saying I was funny was right. I didn't take a class and then develop <laughs> skills that I was, like, excited to use and then fall off of that kind of a pedestal. That's like a new type of crushing. <laughs> How long before that time till you got up next? Oh, it was till the summer. It was in, it was Months. till the summer. Really? Like, uh, I I was just crushed because like I didn't stay at uh, improv classes were still canceled during the pandemic. Oh, no. And um, Max were able to do it outside. And right. so more mic started to happen outside, I think, by like uh, Mar like April or May. It right. was a little bit warmer. And so I was like, I'll do it again. And I brought a friend. At least one person will laugh. Yeah, you know? yeah. I have one and, sympathy. <laughs> and it was much better. And I still wasn't sure if I was funny, but I'll never forget this. Jeff Tate was at Arcade Legacy at that yes. mic one night. Yeah. And um, I did my set and I did a pretty decent job. But yeah, I'm still unsure. But like I... I left the stage and Jeff Tate stops me and he goes, that was pretty funny. And I was like, oh, I'm just still starting. And Jeff was like, stop. Yep. You're funny. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, I'm funny. 
fuck everybody. <laughs> You're actually funny. <laughs> like, That's I gotta awesome. keep at this. Yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> like, I mean, we've all had that moment. That we, yeah. Every single person in this room has that moment when they're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I really don't know what I'm doing. And then someone that you look up to and respect takes a moment to, to take you aside and just go like, no, stop. You're fine. You're right where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Keep doing it. Yep. Who was yours? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Has no one told you yet? Oh, Luke. I'm, still I'm so waiting. excited Luke. to hear I'm this. I'm still <laughs> waiting to hear Jeff Tate. <laughs> I think it was like way back when I was starting out and bombing pretty consistently. Yeah. Right oh, on. There, there were a couple. Because first of all, Muhammad Patel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at, at his Hangover Easy show. Yeah where I told my dumb porn bits to no response. And then th this guy who had been doing it for like three or four years at the time and was running a mic was like, oh, hey, fuck those dudes. That was funny. Yeah. Was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then the second one was at Chameleon when I was writing for probably the first time a bit that wasn't about like sex. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rounding <laughs> so, that corner. So about a year and a half in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got them all out of your system. Oh, I, <laughs> I know it all too well. Dumb joke about ninja stars and how it was like, it was like people liked knives, but they're like, yo, what if this knife had so many more points? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I was walking back and Phil Pointer was like, yo, that Ninja Star bit was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Phil Pointer. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Mine was Blake Hammond. And he didn't oh, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't a moment where he like pulled me aside or anything. I was interviewing him for the very first podcast that I had, Professional Amateurs Podcast. And afterwards we were just talking. And he he's if you don't know, Blake is one of the most helpful people in the scene. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, he does not have to give that much. He does. No, he does, he does not. Uh, and and we were just talking and I said something. It was just me talking. I say a lot of weird, dumb shit. And it's not always me trying to be funny. Sometimes I just don't put words together right. For listeners of the podcast, this will be a shock. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's just like, what? No, really? Yeah. You out. have dumb brain? <laughs> <laughs> but I said that I'd stayed up way too early one night. And he went, oh, that's funny. You should write that down. And I went, what did I just say? <laughs> and he was like, no, that. Like, those are the little things that make you you. And they're funny. You just have to find out where to put them. You're funny. And then yeah. he left. <laughs> and I've been riding that high for four years. <laughs> he just dropped that knowledge bomb and he floated away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, he was wrong. I have never found anywhere to put that phrase in any that joke that I've funny. written. I mean, it is funny, but where yeah. the fuck do you put that? <laughs> Probably mentioning it offhand like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yep. have you heard me on the stage? Nothing's <laughs> not a big deal. I'm up there like a goddamn radio announcer. Everything's a headline. <laughs> Uh, are you signed up for the contest? No, no. What? Why? <laughs> Holy cow. I know. Why? I know. I know. Um, I, I am crazy intimidated by clubs. So Fair. I'll tell you another Fair. bombing story. Great segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my like first real comedy club that I performed at was Wiley's in Dayton. Hell yeah, me and too. it was uh, it was still in the pandemic. People still weren't totally coming out, right? And um, I think I was either the very first opener or an opener, um, and it was like a mostly urban show, and it wasn't even really packed. But I did my jokes, and uh, 
everyone was quiet. It was just dead silence. But then I think at the two minute, maybe the two and a half minute mark, they started talking. Oh, dude. <laughs> they just started having a conversation. There were two ladies right in front of me that just were like, uh, so anyways, and just, <laughs> it was like, oh and I was like, I'm going to fucking, I just, I stayed on stage and I did my full five. And one of my last jokes, it was a sex joke. It was fat dicks. And that got people, that got people. And they were laughing. There was like one man on stage, you know, like he was just talking at me, even though Jesus. I didn't ask for a response, but he was talking at me. Oh my God. And, um, and it, so like, that was the joke that killed. And, um, and I left the stage. It was the full five minutes. And as I left the stage, the, uh, the guy who, uh, was like the host in between mics, he was like, good Lord, someone get this woman a relaxer or a wig. She got an afro on her head. What? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> What? what? Yeah. For those who don't know, I am going natural. I've been doing relaxers most of my life. This is the first time in like two years I've gone natural. So this is a journey. I've not been natural in you might have to twenty five years. Relaxer is <laughs> oh, relaxer yeah. is a chemical. It's a chemical perm um, that a lot of uh, black people use to make their hair straight. Oh, it's like the anti-perm. It it's is, like, yeah. Gotcha. So, like a perm for white people makes your hair curly. I think a perm for black people makes your hair curly, but a relaxer, it basically just damages and fries your hair and breaks down the cuticles to make it straight. Oh, yeah. That so, sounds terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's really unhealthy for your hair, especially if you do it often and you don't take care of it, which I never did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so I get off stage and he says, like, comment. And I'm just like, keep the vodka cranberries coming. No <laughs> like, I, holy crap. And then I get off stage and I meet with one of my teachers and he's like, fat dicks is what you should have opened with. And he was like, remember, you make your, I think he said your, your second best joke opener and your best joke, your closer. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, remember? And I was like, who buddy? Okay. And I think I, I did not do comedy for a couple of years. <laughs> Sometimes yep. you, you bomb so hard. You're just like, I'm shook. At that. Yeah. <laughs> I need a minute to yeah. like catch my breath and just be like. Wait, am I still funny? I need right? to sit with this for a while. Yeah. 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 It's, I, you put yourself in like timeout. It's like, I have to think about what I did and I need some time <laughs> with this. <laughs> I am curious to hear about an improv bomb. So what, what is like the worst improv show you've been a part of? <laughs> that's, um, that's a telling laugh right there. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, an improv bomb is just, it's just simply silence. No one responds. So it's the same as a stand-up bomb. Yeah. It's just, there's more people hurt by it. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> there's more people hurt by it. Um, and then also I think with uh, the, another difference between an improv bomb is like, there is a larger reaction. So if someone said something I know it's like pro Trump, you know, the audience right. would like gasp, like, oh, you know, or, or actually boo. Yeah. Versus I think a stand up audience would be a little too scared to like they know better. Right. Like, or the lines at least farther back for yeah. them to, to yeah. act out in that way. Yeah. That's so, an interesting thing, man. Yeah. I, I don't. <sighs> but the thing with improv is if a scene is waning, our coach will cut it and a new scene will come versus See, yeah, stand up. Yeah. Like, unless it's an open mic, like if it's a paid gig, 
you just got to sit through that shit until your time's up. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, oh man, we keep talking about improv and I'm like, I should not. <laughs> you should, should do, it. do it. I should, shouldn't do it. It's just more teaching and comedy that'll like form your voice. And if anything, you can just like do a set and you're just like, I actually, I went to Satan's playground. So I can talk shit about this. Like I immerse myself in improv. Right. Yeah. I yeah. got dirty. Do and yeah, totally sucks. So you can make fun of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, yeah. See, that's what I should but do. You're like, gonna love it. I did improv sarcastically and yeah. now I can't stop. Now I lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to New York for SNL. It's like saying that song slaps for me. It started ironically, but now I'm in too deep. <laughs> You can be working on characters at work. I know I had a Long Island mom character that I was working on. I like base it off of my grandma and the Long Island medium. Hell yeah. I I already do that at work um, (laughs) because I interview people all day. And if I'm not hiring them, guess what? You're not meeting the real me. (laughs) If I make a snap judgment on a person that walks through a door, it's like, oh, you are 94 years old. Why are you applying for this job? Guess what? I'm British. (laughs) (laughs) Happens all the time. It's a lot of fun. Do you ever pretend to be somebody else to strangers? Uh, No, not really. Do you ever pretend to be somebody else to strangers? All the time. Okay, good. Thank you for validating me. I thought I was a psychopath. Path. Apparently, Luke's the weird one. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the fucking Hell time. Yes. Oh my god. I I'm like trying to work on a bit about it, but in all honesty, I check the weather every day, so I have a talking point. <laughs> so I have a talking point. Um, even so anxious as like if I'm like going to an open mic, yeah, I will like pre-planned conversations and things to say like, Oh, I remember this thing. So I'll, I'll like bring it up in conversation or you could talk about this. And I will like, I will improv a conversation (laughs) (laughs) that I have with the, that I would go to for open mics. Um, did that start with improv or have you always done Mm -hmm. that? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I have always done that. Really? Always run the mock conversations yeah. and play the scene out on your way I to the will, place. I will do that as well. Yeah. Like, I think that's just a general anxiety thing. It's oh, just like, thank God. I'm about <laughs> to fuck this up. Let me run it through a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to practice talking. Dress rehearsal yeah. for life. Like, I got it. This is happening. And then, like, the worst part is when you still have that anxiety and you've seen this person like 20 times. Every like, Sunday, I show yeah. up to Luke's house and I'm like, one of my best friends, how do I talk to you again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh my god! <laughs> I uh, I did a I was uh, doing tickets for a show, and I was working the bar with Julie, and I was just like, oh my god, this is this is my first conversation with Julie, and like no one else is around, and like. What do I do? What do I say? I didn't plan for this. I didn't know she would be. <laughs> it is comforting. To, it sounds like all the people I like are the same way. Yeah. So. You, you can be like, well, they're going to do the same thing. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. They're, they're, they're also freaking out. And they're doing exactly what you're doing right now. Right. And if they're not, you might not get along with them. They might, they, yeah. they might be dicks. I have the worst habit of just like misjudging a vibe and thinking like, oh, dude, yeah. we're going to be best friends. And then the next time I see them, I'm like, who was I the day you met me? I can't stand to be around you. Why do you have my number? <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm going to have to move all the time, Uh, all the fucking time. I just get excited by people and I'm just like, oh, golden retriever person. (laughs) 
And then I meet him again and I'm a chihuahua and I'm just like, ah, where's the person I live with? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll, I'll have like the opposite happen where I assume people are like, don't like me, especially like with people who are like me and shy right. and there's nobody in the conversation or group to like put some fuel in the tank. And Still we're just water. Like, yeah. Huh, we're, we're standing here, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, standing, bro. Yep, you breathe there? Yeah, I breathe there too, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> and this is, I mean, that's probably a nerd for me to say this, but I think... You're in good company. Well, <laughs> I think I actually I lied. I took two and a half stand up classes. Oh, shit. Yeah. And um, I think it was on my second stand up class. The guy was like, you have to know your scene. Get to know your scene. Go yeah. out to shows. And so I was listening to your podcast before I went out to the shows because we weren't having shows. And I, mm. I wanted to know who was in the scene and yeah. what was the vibe. And um. And but he was like, when you go to the scene, you know, like introduce yourself to other comedians. And uh, I think one person on the Zoom call, because these are all Zoom classes. <laughs> this is why I am who I am as a comedian. Yeah. I learned via Zoom. So <laughs> <laughs> there are still steps I'm missing. <laughs> that's how you get Jeff Tate to like you. I don't know what to you. do with my hands. <laughs> Again, that's why the mic holding was another one. Yes. I, like, didn't have to fucking hold a mic. <laughs> um, oh my god! But yeah, no. So like, uh, oh fuck, what were we talking? Okay, so improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I I took I I took stand up classes via Zoom, and he said, um, you know, when you're going to the shows, like, support your scene, uh, say hello to the comedians, and uh, give them a compliment. That's an easiest way to break a conversation. So I think every fucking conversation I've had with someone on the stand-up scene, it is a compliment. If yeah. it's not about their joke, it's about oh. their outfit. Yeah. Uh, that's, so that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> I think I complimented your podcast. 100%. Yeah. We were at Millions. I was like, I don't know this person. I know what it was like to be a new person in the scene. Although I've I've made the mistake of introducing myself to people that have been around for two years because yeah. I don't go out much. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, hi, I'm I'm me. Who are you? And that was that was exactly how you opened. You were like, I love your podcast, and I felt weird because I've never tried to introduce myself you know to somebody and gotten that as well. exactly. Yeah. That's what it was. I was like, oh, that was a shift in power. You have heard me say things that most strangers haven't heard me say. Uh, no. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much for doing this show. Like this has been one of the funniest episodes that we've had. Do you have parting words for the audience? Any yeah. words of wisdom? Or any since you listen to the podcast, any tips or pointers? <laughs> yeah. What can we do better or differently? Should we stop? <laughs> We're not going to, but nah. we like to. Uh, <laughs> think we We're just getting feedback. It's all on background. <laughs> I think honestly, um, my my only critique, I can't believe I'm giving a critique because I'm so honored. Thank you for allowing me on this podcast. We've, we've, we've <laughs> built everything up. Now let's tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the like using the compliment, criticism, compliments. There we go. There yeah. you go. Um, 
I want to hear more bombing stories. Like I thank you. I, okay. I don't right. have an ego in this. I've been doing stand up comedy for a year and a half. But Hell like, yeah. When you hear like, you know, these like great episodes with comedians, like I, I love hearing, I love hearing more about the bombing stories. Uh, like one of my favorite bombing stories I heard from you guys was, a. Uh, I think it was Rand and he talked about the men's prison show that yes. he did. That was fucking hilarious. Hell and, yeah. And like the, the old, the, I mean, it was hilarious. So I just want to hear more stories about bomb. But the chemistry, okay. the the sandwich final, the chemistry between you two, you guys are fucking hilarious. Yeah, Very fuck you, natural. dude. You piece of shit. Let's make everyone uncomfortable again. Hey, hey, you guys are great you, hosts. Okay, Mr. Simpson from Degrassi. God damn it. You fucking shit. If you haven't seen Degrassi, The Next Generation, and haven't seen Lauren... Go watch an episode and look up Mr. Simpson, and he looks exactly <laughs> like Lauren. You don't even have to come out to see him for his contest date, which is this Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was last Wednesday. This comes out Friday. Oh, shit. Well, hey, Time. congratulate Lauren. Yeah, because I definitely <laughs> Congratulations. won. Congratulations. Yeah, yes. made it to the next round. Yeah. It'll be fun to edit later, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom for the audience? Any any parting thoughts? Um, honestly, it's the one thing that's been uh, told to me that I've had to remind myself time and time again is uh, keep hitting those mics and keep writing. Hell yeah. That's, Just that's, keep doing it. Yeah. Just keep doing that's it. That's how you get better. There's really no fucking work around. Keep writing. Keep hitting those mics. That's it. You can apply that to anything. Keep going to mixers. Keep going. Keep, keep carving wood. Whatever when your thing you is. Feel terrible about it. Those exactly. Are the most important times where you, you go up and have a head and you remind yourself, "Oh, it's not that bad." Yeah. Why does it mean so hard? I felt myself? like shit earlier. And like I couldn't do anything, and one person laughed. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I'm gonna do laundry now. <laughs> Sweet. Fuck yeah! Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thanks. Hell yeah.